When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, coaches. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So excited you decided to join us today in the podcast. Before we jump in, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. Like, like I've said before, the technology behind this thing, I, I remember old school when they used to have those long metal racks, the ball would go up into this net and would come down this long metal rack. They, the technology and the ability that Dr. Dish does and all the people that work there and the, and the things that they give back to the community is second to none. Mention Coach Unplugged, me, Coach Collins, or anybody, and they'll give you $400 off. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It's the one-stop shop. It's got clinics. It's got handouts. It's got uh, breakdowns. It's got on-court things teaching you. You know, I'm not, I'm not upselling you. I'm not, I'm not doing those kind of things. I'm not paying, making you pay for the clinic videos. I'm not making, I'm giving you everything that we got to make you a better basketball coach along with me. Um, someone that's won at the highest level in, in the U S <laughs> um, been nationally ranked. I want to help you become a better basketball coach. And that's why I started teachhoops.com. That's why I want to help you win more basketball games. Go over and check it out. And in closing, if you if you like our other podcast, five minute basketball coaching podcast, high school hoops funnel down, or this one, go leave a five star review. We really do appreciate that. And let's head off. All right, welcome to Coach Unplugged, Bill. I think it's episode. I have no idea. Oh my gosh, um, four. I think I, I think I was counting as like three or four years worth of, of podcasts. But anyway, like literally three or four consistent yeah, you're in the 1400s or something yeah, 14, like that. it's like crazy, crazy isn't it yeah. um all right so bill i'm gonna have you inter- kind of introduce yourself um talk about you kind of you as um you know your journey with hoopalytics and you know i get it right it's hoops alytics hoops alytics yeah kind hoops. of like teach hoops like teach hoops that's why i love it i know uh yeah. i'm gonna have you kind of just talk about you know kind of your beginning as an entrepreneur but more importantly as coaching and then, uh, you know, as obviously as a stats teacher, I love stats and I love all that kind of stuff. So um, that's kind of what intrigued me about this. But I'm going to have you kind of introduce yourself to the audience and then we'll we'll just deep dive into that. And I've got a laundry list of questions I got for you. So um, I'll, I will jump in. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I'm uh, Bill Dettering. I'm a basketball coach, obviously. Um, it's my 10th year coaching, uh, second year of high school varsity level. I currently coach in Truckee, California, um, high school girls. Um, and previously, and actually as part of this, my other job is as a software developer and entrepreneur. So I've started six companies. Um, Hoopsalytics is, is my latest one. And, it, you know, all the, the companies I've done have been like computer and online and that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, as part of the principles of running these companies especially in internet age as as you well know you can kind of measure everything and make data-driven decisions right so right you know, when you know when you're advertising or uh you know google adwords all this stuff you can basically measure the effectiveness of what you're doing 
and see what works well. Um, yeah. You, you know, could so you I, could turn off your Facebook ads when they're not working. I've done that before. Exactly. Yeah. And and when they're working, it's a like oh, my, it's like um, oh, it's like it's like the unicorn land, man. When you get that one ad and it's working, it's like man, it's like it's really it's something. Yeah. Um. So um, explain and, the other company. Very, yeah, well, I mean, so the idea was basically to take this this principle of running these companies and apply it to basketball because, again, you want to make good data-driven decisions. Um, so previous to this, uh, the company I started in 2014 was called Zingtree. Um, that's a, a company that lets you build interactive decision trees. Um, so like call centers would, um, people in call centers would use these things. They'd kind of click their way through a decision tree. So they kind of minimize the training time and make sure everyone's giving the right spiel and that sort okay. of thing okay i'm just um, thinking then, of an office episode right now as he says that so if anyone's seen the yeah, yeah. Scott office episode i'm thinking of that but go ahead i'm, I'm seeing okay. him with that thing clicking all right that, that's very intriguing okay a lot of it a lot yeah. of a uh, lot of stats in that yeah because yeah. and, and then and then previous to that i started this other company in 1997 it kind of morphed into a a business that would let you record audio and video off the internet um it's called applying technologies and we we Again, on the data-driven side, we noticed that people were um, like our. Whenever we'd get a support ticket, it would cost us like eighteen dollars for every ticket, and our product was like you know as little as nineteen dollars. So we tried to automate a lot of that stuff, and it's kind of how this industry was born. Um, and the other cool side is is as far as um, being able to use Hoopsalytics and score these games. The product for my old company, I still use to record video from NFHS and that sort of thing. To bring it into Hoopsalytics to do the game breakdowns, so it all kind of nicely um, ties together. Well, for all the young, or for all the young, there's probably some young coaches listening to this. But all, for all the entrepreneurs, like I'll tell you, I'll tell you a couple. We were talking about my brother before. Um, he, he there's a couple invent. He he invented bendos. If you ever seen them, they're little like little figurines. Anyway. And they're oh, cool. and they, they look like little Gumby figurines. They're called bendos. I don't even think I have any in my office right now. But anyway, and 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 he started a toy company. He was running a toy company. So he he was doing a photo shoot. I'll tell you, this is the funny part about being an entrepreneur. And he told me this story. And it's so true. So they're they're they they built they they had these wooden fire trucks and police cars and stuff built for these little plastic, I don't know, four inch. Um, bendos which they bent the, the arms bent and you could put them all over anyway um if you google bendos you'll see it and as he's doing it so he he, he hires you know this company to come in and they're doing a photo shoot and they have the young and they have the you know the young kid there with it and the parents and stuff and he's playing with the toys well guess what he's not playing with the bendos he's playing he, he's, he's playing with the uh he, he's playing with the um the uh bendos not the wooden toys and initially he was going to sell wooden toys and he uh -huh. goes oh i don't have to do that i'm going to sell these plastic things i made for the wooden toys and then he that's how bendos were invented cool. um yeah isn't it it's like and it's the same thing he invented um he, he invented the rebound at the end of uh at the end of a um a driveway you know there's basically lollipops or there's those big plastic things well he bent he invented bendo he invented the rebound which it has a big metal stake and you can put it in the ground even if it's frozen and it will bend down and come back up when the plows hit it. It's kind oh, of sweet. Yeah, isn't it? I mean, so basically what I'm saying is you found something, this is where Hoopsalytics was like, you probably saw something that was needed and then, okay, yeah. I'll pivot. And, you know, that's probably the, I don't know, but that's probably part of the, 
the the birth of this is you you saw that and go oh crud something needs to happen i don't know I, yeah you, yeah actually yeah the epiphany was i i read some other uh, article about defensive accounting um and using uh, uh something called the hell of sports code which is a thirty thousand dollar competitor to us um and i looked at this and the, and they had a video link stats um and one of the, that's, i'll show you guys that in a little bit but the idea is you get your box score and you can click on a number and you can see uh, uh videos of all those things so if you got four turnovers you click on number four you see the four turnovers like wow that's super cool i want to build that um right and then just you know and previously i was just using you know sort of a static um score tracking things like yeah well let's link the video together with the numbers and then if i have all this i can you know create a better in-depth analysis and see you know which sets are working which players are performing and that sort of thing and um i've been working on this about a couple of years now um have a full season of uh, high school basketball under my belt with a lot of really cool data, which I'll share with you guys. And um, yeah, yeah. yeah was- so did you have any obstacles when you were building it? Like what uh, happened? When you, did you get, was there a Saturday night at 3 a.m. and you go, oh, crud? Because I remember my programming days is like, oh, crud, like you hit a wall. Yeah, uh, a lot of it just, um, just trying to figure out which how to upload videos. You know, we initially started with YouTube. Um, and that was okay, although some people didn't like that. So we did like a different, um, uh, a second option. Um, and then there's some problems with that. So I actually have three options for uploading. We can go to Vimeo, YouTube, or regularly. Um, most of that stuff, like the, anytime you're like writing code, when you have to deal with something outside of the code uh, that you write, there's always problems. Yeah. Um, like integration. I'm a, I'm a big sort of fan of Vimeo. I'm a big fan of Vimeo. Yeah. Yeah. No, Vimeo actually has worked pretty well. That's our default now. Um, yeah but we support you know three different ways to upload and um yeah i mean, I mean for people that want to if you want for for the amount they charge you and the amount they let you store on video i mean obviously youtube's free but i i don't know i just i like vimeo i just think i think the interface is e- i don't know it just seems easy to me i've been using it for yeah. a long time um, yeah, and uploading's a lot smoother too so it is it is it is it's yeah it but anyway, for anybody that's kind of jumping into that, so why don't you show us some stuff? Because um, I know you and I have uh, have talked about a couple of things off, but I'd I'd love yeah. to. Let me go ahead and share my screen, and I'll okay. try to uh, talk my way through this for the people that are listening in the car. Yeah, and so people that are listening, we'll we'll put this. I'll put the link for the YouTube channel on the bottom for people that are listening. If you're mowing the lawn or jogging or doing something like that, I'll put this because uh, sometimes it's more visual. Some people are more visual than auditory but we'll try to explain it the best we can um yeah that's actually how i listen to your podcast too it's it's primarily in the car so yeah (laughs) sometimes sometimes it makes me have to visualize like the excellent noise you talk about and i know so um yeah so anyway uh you should be able to see my screen this is hoopsalytics so i've got a full game of uh a full season of high school varsity here um so you can basically go either multiple games or single games so like I'll take uh, one of our games, for example. Um, and so we, you know, we do some kind of cool visualizations. So this is a game that, that we lost. You can kind of see the running score and how we had like the little- Which team spot, are yeah. you, the green or the red? You're red. We are the red, so we're Trekkie. Um, so you were never really up in that game. I love that. The one that you did for me recently, I love that because I could kind of tell, I in my head I was going, oh, I remember when that shifted and it's like we were up and then we were down. It's like- I know I do like that. Yeah, and and you can get a nice idea of the flow, and so you get um, 
can also see like, you know, full comparison statistics. So points per possession, a lot of uh, people like that. Time of possession um, is always pretty interesting. Um, looking at, at the game that I broke down for you, you guys have a really long time of possession. You guys are very, very patient. Um, I mean, our goals were pretty much about 14 seconds. I mean, I think you guys were like it. 21 seconds per session. Yeah, I think like both that. both the team that you saw and me, the co- coach and I know each other so, too well. And yeah, the possessions, I think, were in the mid-20s. And I love that you sent, you asked about, we play in halves, 18-minute halves. Yeah. So the flow is a little different. The, the, definitely the flow is different when you play halves rather than uh, quarters. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd never seen that before. So we had, uh, you talk about obstacles. That was one of the things like, oh, there's a different way of running the clock. Yeah, I don't know for the only state. I don't know for the only state that does that. That might be something you have to think about too. But obviously, colleges yeah. do yeah. that, so it's not a big deal. But right, yeah, yeah. And we, you know, when you set up your account, you can basically set up all kinds of different um, quarters and halves and time and that sort of thing. Oh, you can. Hey, everybody! I hope you're enjoying the uh, the podcast. Um, some great tidbits coming up uh, after the break here. Um, but I want to talk about Hoopsalytics a little bit. You know, it's a, it's an affordable, I can tell you that, uh, pro-level um, stats and, and analytics system for anybody. And um, like I've said, and I've told Coach this a couple times off the air, it's um, everyone should be using or breaking film down. You know, there's lots of things that do it for you and are very expensive, but um, it provides you with all sorts of statistics, which which we're talking about in the podcast. But um, there's their coaching stats. They're ones that you know talk about schemes and talk about whether whether things work versus man or zone. And then you know, coach kind of can sees how it works with the funnel down defense and and all those things. But um, it's a great way to um, it's a great way to to look at your team to break your team down. And obviously, as a stats teacher, it's a great thing. Um, it's the same system as pros use or high level high school teams use. Um, and you know, there's a special deal you go, um, I'll put the link down below. Um, but it's uh hoopalytics backslash teach. Um, and, uh, there's a, there's a discount code in there. Uh, teach 22 will get you, um, will get you 25% off, which will, which will be gr- good. Um, and, uh, you can, you get a free game. You can do, you can test it out. You can uh, kind of kick the tires kind of like in teachhoops.com. And I think you'll enjoy it. So go over and check it out. Um, you know, we only, we only endorse products we really like and, and, and have used, and, uh, this is a great one. So go over and check it out and let's head back to the podcast and set um, you as the, you as the person set it up. Uh, well, we, we give all the stock ones. So like most okay. of the high schools will go eight, eight minute quarters. Um, right. You know, colleges are 20 minute halves. Uh, right. AAU is like 16 minute halves. Um, you guys are the only 18 minute half, but you know, we just added that to the program and okay. now it's there it's for hard. you okay. and all your competitors. Right. Um, Everybody in the state of Wisconsin. All right. <laughs> there you go. And so one of the cool things you can do with, with this particular thing is you can isolate it on a particular part of the game. So this is one where we were, you know, kind of getting slacked. Um, so you can just isolate that, and then you can get your comparison stats. So we were that scored seven to four here, um, you know, and there was, uh, you know, there were three for three from three throws, two for nine, we were zero for seven. Um, so you can isolate into on different parts of the game and uh, just get the comparison stats if you want to see kind of what went wrong in a particular um, area. Just kind of fun. What, what what do you what what's your what's the first thing you look at when you pull up a game like this? What's the first thing you look at statistically? I usually look at the team stats. 
Um, so, you know, you can basically see, because, uh, you, know, you, you know, one of the things that we like to do is, is figure out, you know, who, who had a good game, who had a not good game. Um, so there's a, um, a points per possession. So PPP stands for points per possession. So yep. what we can do is we can break down. So like, for example, when, you know, Caitlin was on the floor um, on offense, there were 0.6 points per possession. And then we gave up 0.64 points per possession. So she was a minus 0.04. Um, and you can you know, sort on all these things. So she was actually a much effective player in that game. Um, and I think she had, you know, she's always done well against this team. You know, some of the other girls, um, you know, this, this girl, uh, uh, she broke her wrist. And so she was um, not really able to shoot very well. So you can see her offensive point possession uh, went down a bit um, because of that. Um, yeah, are you able to, like, am I able to figure out the best? Could you tell me the best five girls on the court? for you in this game? Yeah, absolutely. So you can switch to, from players to lineups. So if we go to lineups, for example, these are the different um, arrangements uh, uh, that we had on there. And okay. you can do the same thing with the points per possession. Like so, so this lineup here, um, I think this was kind of more of a garbage time lineup, but um, like this one here, you know, they were, uh, they were actually plus and they were plus one. And you can also um, amortize this over 32 minutes too. So if like, a particular lineup had played the whole game this is what the uh, outcome would have been um obviously this is a, a small sample size which is why that's a big number but um now this lineup had, had i kept them in assuming they never ever got tired um that would have been the winning lineup um or maybe maybe this one here right it's hard because i think sometimes your brain thinks somebody i mean i've said this before i have people on my bench keeping stuff because sometimes you think something's happening and it's not <laughs> Right. Um, yeah, and, and the numbers are kind of a good way to to either validate your assumptions or prove your uh, assumptions wrong. Right. Um, as you go. Right. Um, and you know, obviously, you know, everyone loves offense. Um, and so, you know, above and beyond the analytics, you can give everything the eyeball test. So let's say, uh, you know, let's we'll, we'll go back to our players here. Um, so you know, Tess had three turnovers, so we can click on her three turnovers. And we can see, uh, you know, we can actually watch video of her turnover. So here's one here. Um, so bad pass and go to the next one, et cetera. So, you know, you can oh, look yeah. at the three turnovers, like, like, were they, you know, were they horrible? Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, that's a legit turnover, right? And yeah, hopefully so that makes, it, so, so does it, are you able to like do like, let's say you wanted to, is it make film sessions easier? And how does it do that? Like that, um, that would, so that would be a big part for me, I think. Yeah. So what you can do with your film sessions as you're scoring, um, when we go back to our games, um, you can basically mark different clips as part of a film session. So if we go to games here and so you can see we have clips and comments. So if we go to, uh, like this one had a lot of, a lot of good stuff here. So basically, um, you can say you have different people add comments, uh, some coaches, players, et cetera, can, you know, allow you players to comment if you want. And then you can also say, are they about everybody, particular person? So if you've got, you know, a particular girl you want to sit down with or, or boy and um, just look at their clips, you can. Um, and then you can just uh, go through. So like this team, so we're in red here. You can see, um, you can see how this girl is sagging here. So they obviously scouted us. This was one of our favorite sets where we high post it and this girl was super athletic and she could blow by everybody, but notice how she's sagging here. So that was one of the comments 
that we we had, for example. Um, you know, so I would you know sit down with our girls afterwards, and um, you know, sometimes it's just for future reference, or other times it's for um, you know things that they can do better. And you can make you know um, you know thumbs up, thumbs down. Like in this one, uh, number thirteen is like like dribbling way too much, right? So right. You know, we don't really want that. Um, and you, know, you see the comments here, and one more. So now we're trying to you know, get our high post ISO, um, but there's there's no driving lane for her because the girl on the other side is wrong in the wrong position. Um, so stuff like that is you know super helpful. Um, I remember when I, this is the, the second full season I've done this with. First year, I did this uh, as a, a freshman boys coach. Went through afterwards, and there was a coach on the other team who had like a 30-year D1 coach was somehow coaching freshman boys and he had all these crazy inbound plays and sideline plays it was like, okay, I got to remember these. So I can mark all these things and come back to him and like steal stuff from him. Um, no, I like, uh, I like how you can like, so let's say I, I have a, I have a play that's called double fist or something. So I love yeah. that you can kind of go into the program and then when you're breaking it down, you can label things, correct? Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, for example, there's a coaching staff. So I can take like all the games of the year, for example, I can look at coaching stats. And so we've got our different sets. We've got our different uh, blob plays or based on inbounds plays. So I can like click through that and I've labeled all the different ones we have so I can see how the outcomes go. So we've got this one called uh, Jordan, which basically everybody runs. Um, but, you know, for our outcome, it's uh, 0.67 points per possession. It's about average with everything else we did. Um, but again, I can go through and I can see, okay, let's see what the successes look like. Um, and so you've probably seen this play before a gazillion times. Right? And there's the- It's, it's America's player. play. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm yeah. gonna re reference it as America's play for people who are listening. It's basically the inbounder throws it in. You can run it out of a box or a low and four. And then the inbounder goes same side corner or opposite corner. I call it America's play. Cause you see- I, Yeah, yeah. It's that or screen the screener, probably the most common baseline out of bounds plays. Yeah, exactly. And we actually didn't do much screen the screener last year. So, um, but looking at our competitors, uh, they had some really good success with screen the screener. So we're going to add that. In yeah, it's year. a hard thing to defend if you don't work on it. Like if you defensively, yeah. if you don't work on it, that's why, especially at the youth level and the AU level, you you tend to see it a lot. Um, all right, so let's say let's say I I I get this and I and I and I and I'm playing this summer or I play next fall and I got it and I got a game and I kind of set it up and you kind of walk me through it. Um, how long for me to break down a game? The first, the first one. And then by the end of the season, like, so from November is probably different than March, but give me an idea of what you think the range is to break the game down. Yeah. And a lot of it depends on how much detail you, you want to add to it. Um, you know, you, you can, uh, uh, Add shot charts, which I think are really valuable. There's also rebounding charts. Um, and then you can categorize your plays, your turnovers, or decide not to. Um, so, you know, for a high school game, once you're up and running and comfortable, it's probably about an hour and a half to break down a game. Um, and, you know, pretty much every good coach out there is watching film anyway. Right. You know, so you're basically watching the film as you break it down. Um, you, know, it's, you know, there are services out there that'll break the games down for you, but they don't give you nearly the level of of detail and, and right. stats um, that you want. Um, well, no, you know, I was, well, like I tell young coaches too, it's like, this is part of, this is, 
this is part of your apprenticeship. If you want to be a good coach, you got to break film down. <laughs> um, yeah, and I exactly. Think the last time Coach and I were talking, I was talking about my two VCRs. Like I used to, I mean, I've been my, I'm trying, I'm cleaning my, I'm cleaning my room right now in school and starting to throw VCR tapes out. Cause I don't even know if I could buy a VCR anymore, but anyway, uh, but I just remember, but part of it is you just learn so much. You learn so much by doing that. Like, exactly. um, you know, in the old days I was doing this with a piece of paper and a clipboard and it was, a, it was, a, I'm getting a lot of the same things, but then I had to go do the, I had to do the statistics, the point, all that kind of stuff longhand because there wasn't something you know 30 years to do that or at least yeah that was affordable um yeah and, you, but again also having it connected to the video is really nice too because you know, the numbers are one thing but now you can click the number and you know watch all those events like assists or turnovers or rebounds um and you know because because kids you know you, you see the number it's one thing but you actually see the the video behind the numbers and it's like Oh yeah, I did have seven turnovers and there they are, you know, and, and it's, uh, you know, yes. and likewise, I, I think it's a great way to model my parents too. Like if you know, parents are wondering why Johnny's not playing very much, it's like, well, you know, come look at this and, uh, you know, here's, here's the numbers when he was on the floor and you know, here's his seven turnovers. And it's like, Oh my God, Johnny really did have seven turnovers. Johnny's you open know? for a reason is usually what I have to say to the parents. <laughs> Like it's, it's Johnny's open because he can't. Johnny can't shoot. That's why Johnny's open. It's like, well, Johnny's open all the time. He's open, yes, because they're not defending him. Like I'm going to defend him either. Um, <laughs> so you wrote something. You wrote something in one of the emails he sent me about free throws. Like, re, was it? Oh re, yeah. Like, uh, what was that? Okay, so this is this is pretty cool. So, um, I've seen this on on different um, uh, uh, different levels. Where if we, we we can also track rebounds, so you can basically um, say we can like we'll show all rebounds, but on free throws. Um, so if you look at at the rebound locations on free throws, you'll see they're predominantly over on the left hand side. Um, so we can also with the opponents kind of the same deal. There's just there's a lot that come over here. Um, and that was a really interesting little epiphany. Um, and I have a theory why that happens. I'd love to hear that because the sample's <laughs> big enough. The sample's big enough too. He's not showing me like three dots. He's showing me a sample that's big enough that you can probably draw a conclusion. There's probably a regression law. Anyway, I won't get into the statistics by it. Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. But but I, I think it's probably primarily more at the, the less skilled levels. But I think what's happening is when the kids are lining up on the free throw line, they're basically having their body right, even with the nail, right, with the middle of the free throw, uh, you know, right, even with the basket. Right. And, you know, of course, your shot is coming from the elbows. You're, you're a little bit offset. So I think what's happening when they're missing the free throws is they're hitting the inside of the rim and they're bouncing off predominantly to the left-hand side of the floor. So they're not lining up properly. Have you done, any, have you done any diving into that at, with higher levels? That'd be interesting. Uh, not yet. We actually have a, a full season of uh, San Francisco College um, that we're going to analyze too. But I, I've seen this for both, um, you know, our varsity girls' opponents. Sports Social Podcast Network.